Hey, Fire Nation, JLD here with a special tribute episode to the late, great Scott Dinsmore of Live Your Legend, tragically, tragically taken from us just a few days ago while hiking Mount Kilimanjaro. And I have no other way to express my feelings except for just stunned and absolutely saddened. Back in 2012, when I started my journey, it was Scott Dinsmore's TED Talk that really inspired me to so many levels. It's now been viewed well over 3 million times. He's been a repeat guest on EO Fire. He's been a close friend and confidant for a number of years now. He's been to my home here in San Diego where we've sat on our balcony and chatted about the future of our respective businesses with so much excitement, with so much promise of what the future held. And shortly after that chat, he and Chelsea took off for an amazing year adventure around the world, Airbnb being it all over the place. And many of us have been following that incredible journey and are absolutely shocked with the recent tragedy. Words can't express what this world is now missing without Scott Dinsmore in it. And I wanted to bring you Fire Nation, an episode I did back with him in January of this year, 2015, where I brought him back on the show just to share his passion and mindset with you and with the world. And I want to release this as a special tribute episode to you, Scott Dinsmore. We're here for you. We'll never forget you. We love you. We'll carry on your mission. God bless. Keep a journal when you feel this way. Write down who it was with, what they were doing, and why. And then maybe follow up and ask them, like, how are you so damn excited? What is so, how'd you do this? Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Scott Dinsmore. Scott, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready. I'm standing up, yes. jumping around. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Handstands, baby. Yeah. Scott is the founder of Live Your Legend, a global community and business dedicated to helping people find and do the work they love and surround themselves with the people who make it possible. Over 100,000 people from every country in the world use his career and connection tools on a monthly basis. Scott, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, and many may remember you from episode 89 back in in 2012, but share more about you personally and expound upon what's been happening. Oh man, well that's a big request, but it's been a party ever <laughs> since we talked first. It's probably because I was on Entrepreneur on Fire. I'm guessing that's why things there we go. turned out well, but um, yeah, it's been a surreal ride. I mean, I, I actually just got back yesterday speaking to my old high school to three leadership classes, and it was the most rewarding and cool thing to show them you know, pictures of our community in rural Kenya that meets every month. And like these, we have these groups all over the world now that have come together to just hang out with the other crazy people who want to make a difference in the world. And we'll talk a lot about community today, I know, but it, um, it's been a wild ride and it's turned to this, you know, the, the business and the dream I, I couldn't have dreamed um, a number of, even when we talked last time. Well, Scott, you've been on a wild ride, but that's nothing to compare to what you have in store for a wild ride here in 2015 and beyond. And we're going to get into that, but you already said a word that we are going to hone in on right now. I want to talk about that word community because there are very few people in this world who have fostered the kind of community that you have. So Talk to us first about why community is important and why Live Your Legend is such a far-reaching and powerful one. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. When we, you interviewed me last, um, I think we talked about it being like in December of 2012, and that was right after we launched our first 
um, it was a new course that's now become our flagship called How to Connect with Anyone, which is kind of how to surround yourself with the people who refuse to let you fail. And that only came about after running Live Your Legend for a few years and realizing you could have the best career tools in the world. And I'm not saying we do. Ours work and people like them. But let's say you found the best in the world. They are worthless if your friends and people around you tell you you're stupid and crazy for trying them. <laughs> and and so that's just the reality. I just missed that for so long. And what I, I quickly learned was that with the right people in your corner, everything changes. Like they can either inspire the most unbelievable possibility or they can destroy your dreams. And it comes back to this Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, which yes. I believe is literally the biggest life hack in the history of the world. Whether you want to run 50 miles, lose 50 pounds or start a business, whatever, um, it's amazing. And so we, we realize that. And that's why now Live Your Legend, really the whole core is surround yourself with the people who make it possible because that isn't just about career. That's about everything. And um, that's led then to not just the virtual world, but the real world, which we can, of course, dive into. That's my favorite topic right now. <laughs> well, I do want to dive into that topic, but I want to say I do get goosebumps when you, Scott Dismore, talk about community because, you know, a lot of people when I first started, Scott, were like, John, like, why do you keep referring to your audience as Fire Nation? Why are you saying Fire Nation this, Fire Nation that? And I'm saying, well, I'm trying to build a sense of community. Like, I want people to feel like they're part of of entrepreneur on fire. Like they are my listeners. They're the reason why I do this day in, day out. They're the reason why I didn't stop at episode 89 with Scott Dinsmore, but I'm still around two years later at episode 823. <laughs> so crazy. Still bringing the heat, brother. So <laughs> let's talk about that real life that you just mentioned, like community. I mean, I'm all about it. You're all about it. I know Fire Nation gets it, but what's up? I mean, the community so is what makes everything possible. It's why you have the community, why you have the business you have. I mean, everything, the lifestyle you do and you can make the impact you are is because everyone decided they believed what you believed. And same with us, like people, the reason someone, 35 people in rural Kenya hold up a hand painted live your legend local sign. That's the size of my apartment room wall. <laughs> that's not because of Scott Dinsmore. I bet most of them don't even know who I am. And it's not even because of live your legend. It's because they believe in making a difference too. doesn't matter what culture or what language they just want at the end of their life, want to look back and say, I mattered. And that's the scary thing, I think, is it's all it really comes back to this idea that at some point we all realize life is short. You know, that's kind of like this cliche. Sadly, most people don't realize that until their life's almost over. And and we're trying to fast forward that, you know, like I talked with the kids in high school yesterday, they're 13, 14, 15 years old. What if they could realize that then and start fostering those surroundings and communities? So it's it's the foundation and the seed that just that makes everything possible. In this online world, I feel like there's so much, it's so easy to hide behind an idea or a front. And sadly, a, a lot of websites do. And it, it's, it's too bad because a lot of people get tricked. And, you know, when I've interviewed our audience and said, and I interview them one-on-one, talk to them a lot to feel like, what do you need? What's going on? And because, of course, the community dictates where we go. They dictate all the products and everything. I don't know anything. They know what they need. And which also takes a lot of the risk out of it. Right. We could, we could talk about. But, um, but you, you have that that group of people. And I talked to him. I said, so why did you come to live your legend? And they said, you just felt real. You felt honest. You felt like you cared about me. And, and that's not because I figured out how to fake it. Like I, there's nothing feels better in the world than trying to help someone go on that path to do it. What matters and what's neat. And this is the crazy thing is that, so we have these communities now all over the world. Cause I, I believe virtual is great. And it's allowed us all to have our businesses and everyone sure. to listen to this, but it's also destroying our real 
sense of connection and community and that visceral experience we have that like the oxytocin that gets fired in your body when let's say you and I, when we saw each other at Jonathan Field's summer camp recently, yeah. and we, we hugged, we did handstands together. <laughs> that is different. Even then right now, even though this is great, your body reacts differently. And a Facebook friend doesn't give you that. And a lot of people think that checks the box. And that's the scariest part because they stop there. Now, if a Facebook friend allow, allows me to meet you and then we go hang out in the real world, that's great. Um, and so we just realized we have this like global connection and belonging crisis and it's not going to get fixed with technology. It's, I think there's going to be literally a revolt back to the real world. And I would like to be a part of leading that. Well, you are leading that, Scott. And I got to be honest, when I first started my journey as an entrepreneur, there were a few people I really resonated with. You already mentioned Jonathan Fields. He was definitely one. He led me to you. I resonated with what you were doing so much. And I got to be honest, when we first chatted back in December 2012, I was a little bit of a Scott Dismore fanboy. I was like, wow, like this guy's rocking and I love what he stands for. I love what he's doing. And that's all we had, though, was that virtual connection. And yeah. it wasn't until we had that first in-person connection, which was actually at a WD meetup that you were throwing for your community. That's right. That I was like, wow, like this is a real connection that we have. And then, you know, fast forward a few months after that, we're hanging out at Camp GLP, Good Life Project. You know, we both spoke at Jonathan Fields events. And then, you know, I go to San Francisco last month to hang out and you just come over to hang out. I mean, we've now developed a legitimate friendship going forward from that. And that happens from that in-person meeting. You know, that happens from being in a community with a person. And you know, we mentioned this briefly in our pre-interview chat. When you came on, you and I were both like, woohoo, like you just did TEDx and you had 8,000 views. That's so amazing. Like, can you believe that that's so many people picture that in an auditorium, which it is and it was and it's amazing. But let's update Fire Nation. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that's fine. I mean, talk about the 80-20 rule. You never know what's really going to hit, but you've got to say yes to stuff. And like three days ago, that tipped over 2 million views. What? And it's the top, I think, top 20 of like 49,000 talks on TEDx. Like it, you know, I, I know there's a lot of luck and serendipity that happens with everything. I definitely did everything in my power to give that a chance. And I've written all about it on Live Your Legend and a bunch of articles. But, but f however it came to where it is today, it, one, if you, if you ask me the top five things that have changed my career and my impact – that's all five. I mean, no question. <laughs> and it's it, one through it, five. And really, I mean, it, I won't get into the depth of the story, but I didn't even get a chance to speak there until I was the second stand in six days before. I didn't have any, you know, the nine month buildup that most speakers have. And it was crazy. But I just said, we got to do it. And what's funny, and I rewatched the talk two nights ago because I was talking to the high school kids and I was actually super nervous because it's high school. I'm right. Like, oh, man. If they were like, I was like, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. And plus, but, and they were tweeting and Facebook messaging. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, I listened to it and there's one line, I, I say something like, what if we could create a community where it was okay to do things different, where we're being kind of the crazy ones was, was encouraged and inspired. And, I hadn't launched even our connect with anyone thing. It was launching the next day. It was like the perfect storm when I was giving this TEDx talk. And, um, and then Live Your Legend Local didn't exist until the next year. And, and that's our local communities that we now have. And the last count this week was 300 cities in 70 plus countries, which they meet every month. And that's a totally free, non-commercial thing, like as I think it should be. Like surroundings, I think being around inspiring people should be a right for people if they decide to get out of their house and do it. So Scott, you not only talk the talk, the reality is you walk the walk. And speaking of walking the actual walk, I'd <laughs> love to fill Fire Nation in, my audience, with 
what you have going on in 2015. I mean, as we're speaking right now, it's January 22nd. So anybody was listening to this on the day it's launched, like good job. But you know, whenever you're listening to this, if it's 2015, Scott, you're probably not in the United States of America. Fill us in. Very low odds on that. Yeah, we <laughs> January 10th, 2015. There's a one way flight to Buenos Aires, Argentina, with my wife Chelsea and I. Chelsea is my chief balance officer, <laughs> among many other wonderful things. CBO. Um, we've all spent a lot of time together, but um, yeah. So we have a. First of all, it's very odd calling United and saying uh, we'd like to book a ticket to Buenos Aires, and they say, "Okay, when's the return date?" And you say, uh, "No return date." <laughs> I just have never done that. Once you do that, it feels very weird. But right. Um, and I got to say, we did it business class, all using miles. It cost us thirteen dollars and seventy cents to get wow. there, which is, a, I mean, a whole separate topic. But Chelsea and I have traveled business class for five years, twice a year out of the country. Never paid for it. We, we never would. Business class is just way too expensive to ever buy. Right. But um, the travel hacking thing is really fun. So anyway, we're doing this trip. We're leaving on, um, we leave January 10th, going all around the world to visit as many of these communities as possible. And Chelsea is a magician in the kitchen. She has a website called thesimplekitchen.net and she cooks these simple meals. And the, the goal is to like bring people together in the kitchen for community and all that and to, and to be healthy. We're going to make, do dinner parties. We're calling it the Global Dinner Party Project doing dinner parties in all of our Airbnb apartments around the world for the people we meet and maybe some Liberty Legend folks, like just to bring people together. And I think it's going to be a just a wild party. <laughs> now, Scott, I know the answer because we've talked about this. You know, we're friends. You've kind of pulled back the curtains. You've opened the kimono up. But let me ask on behalf of Fire Nation, a lot of them are scratching their heads. Why? Why? I mean, one, I've never had a good idea or an epiphany or anything in my office. I mean, Live Your Legend was thought up when I was reading The Alchemist for the seventh time in Patagonia, Chile, fly fishing with my dad. Live Off Your Passion, our other main course, when I was in Italy, road tripping with Chelsea. Um, I was in Turkey with friends when I thought of connect with anyone. It, it is just ideas change when you're around outside of your environment, other cultures. We get perspective. Like, you know, I was talking with the high school kids yesterday. I said, you know, just step back for a minute. Look at the, the cars in the parking lot. Look at the clothes you're wearing. I'm like, think of the things that you have that you don't even, that you don't even know you're taking for granted. And if you were born a million times over, you wouldn't have even really a chance of being as lucky as you are being in this room. And then I held up a picture of our crew in Kenya. And I just said, you know what they think about? They think about clean water every day and shoes on their kids' feet. And it, it just reminds you, it's like we, I don't know, there's life is so overly complicated, I think in the U S and it, um, well, selfishly, we love to travel. We love to eat. We love to try new things and meet <laughs> people. But also, it's just um, a cultural experience. And another big part of the trip is we want to show people that this is, this is not for the lucky few. Like, yeah, we're, we're grateful that we have a business that we can run on the road and can make good money on the road. But I did the math. And we're going to spend significantly less money traveling the whole world for a year than we will living our regular life in San Francisco. Wow. And just people don't think about that. Like, people piss away money on things they never think about. And I mean, our Airbnb apartment in Buenos Aires, we, it's a week long and the whole cost is $330 what? and for a week. And it's a one bedroom, a great spot, great Wi-Fi. I mean, it, but people just don't, a lot of people like to discount. Like usually they say, I don't have the, the money. And then they say they don't have the time, which I can respect that, but you can still go for a week or two. Um, so a part of that, we just want people to get out and explore because it changes everything. Like I can link back everything to when I first studied abroad in Spain. And that showed me when I lived with a family, it showed me there was another way to look at the world that they valued community 
and happiness over money. And yeah, they're one of the poor countries in the EU, but you spend time with them. You can see like they enjoy their tapas happy hour that goes on for four hours in the afternoon <laughs> with their friends, you know, like, so it, it's just perspective, you know, it's, and it's, and we're not, we just, why not? I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ask why, I mean, you could have just said why not, but of course that was a lot better answer. So thank you for giving us both. And the reality is fire nation. We live in such a bubble. I mean, I live in such a bubble and we can live our entire lives in this bubble if we let ourselves. And, you know, that's why, for one, like, I do love, like, the career path that I've chosen. I love Entrepreneur on Fire because every single day I'm talking to an inspiring entrepreneur from somewhere around the world. Sometimes it's Australia, New Zealand, you know, sometimes it's Nigeria, sometimes it's London, you know, sometimes it's San Francisco. I mean, it, it's always changing for me. So I'm getting, my, I'm getting my bubble popped all the time in a good way. And then obviously, like, when I get to take trips, Trips like we did last year to do six countries in five and in, in 14 days <laughs> like that's the perspective shift that you're talking about scott and that's the perspective shift that i love so our listeners right now they're saying well i know that i'm living in a bubble and i know that i'm not having these just mind-altering aha moments that scott had in turkey and chile and all these other places what is a small step for that they can maybe do today or this week or maybe even this year that could get them going in the right direction? I mean, you could just look at like, go look at your expenses for the month and look at the stuff you spend money on that like doesn't really matter to you. And that's different for every person. But, but I mean, you could see, I bet you could realize literally next month enough money to save. Like you can take a one-way tr- ticket from LAX to Costa Rica for $500. Right. It's, it's, it's round trip. You can rent an apartment there for literally $500 a month, like, and, and live cheap, eat well. It's, you know, they have good wifi, all this stuff. So realize, I think for us, the fastest way to do the things you don't think can be done are to hang around people already doing them. Like that's our thing. That's why we talk about community. So find people who are doing it and ideally find people who are doing it, who you would never think can do it. So it's like, I say, we always talk about the physical body at first, cause it's in our control and it's visual. I tell people to go to the at four hours, go to a finish line of a marathon near your hometown and watch the shapes and sizes and ages of people that cross that line. Because four hours is a good time. And you'll see guys that are like 65 or 70. They might be 30 or 40 pounds overweight, but they make it over the finish line and it blows your mind. So do that. So do that for travel. Um, for example, like I know people, a lot of people say, oh, Scott and Chelsea, they don't have a family. You know, they can do whatever they want. They'll They're so it. good looking. They're such in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they'll just like, oh, they'll, everyone finds a reason why their story is different. So, for instance, when they say that about like um, entrepreneurship, I tell them about our friend Leo Babautu, started yeah. Zen Habits, and he was supporting a family of six, now eight, when he had a job he hated, worked 12 hours a day on the nights and weekends. He wrote 20 articles a week to build Zen Habits. I mean, no one works like that, but he did it. And then, like, we're going to have a guest post go live. Um, you know, pretty early in our trip, that's by a woman, Rachel Denning, her and her husband, they have a family of eight and they've been traveling the world for five years. So, I mean, yeah, I can't be the example of the person with a big family doing it, but, but I know plenty of people. So um, you got to break down the barrier of this, this belief and you kill that belief. It's like Roger Bannister, right? The four minute mile. Yeah. It's like, it's impossible. And then he does it and his competitor beats him a month later. And then a dozen people do it a year later. It's like... It's crazy. I mean, it's psychology is so powerful. Psychology is so powerful in so many different ways. And Scott, you're talking about traveling and working while you travel. 
let's kind of dive into that because I think a lot of people might want to wrap their heads around exactly what are you expecting to do while you're traveling as, as far as working online, working in person on the actual grounds. What kind of work do you see yourself doing on a week-to-week basis as you're traversing the globe? It is a good question. That is the <laughs> biggest um, uh, variable, I guess, and, and the biggest thing to really be careful of. Because like, when you go on, let's say, a two-week trip or, a yeah. or even a month trip, you can handle the kind of craziness. Like you did, what did you say, six countries in, in two weeks? Yes. Like, that's intense. And, and that's cool. Like That's fun. But we'll be doing like, you know, a week in, you know, it's a week in Buenos Aires and then a week someplace else. And we're trying to keep it at the minimum five days to a week so that it's not like this crazy fire drill, which is one big important thing for, for routine and for just feeling grounded and being healthy and just all this stuff. So that's one part. And then a big part of 2014 was all about how do I get the business set up and the system set up so that I can, you know, this works well when we're traveling. And so I'm going to be working, but probably about I'm guessing about half as often just because I'm going to have real compelling reasons not to work. Of course. Um, which is, goes back to that, I, the Tim Ferriss example from the four-hour work week, what I thought was one of the, probably the most powerful thing was when he gave the scenario of pretend you have a heart attack and you only have four days you can work or else you will die. Okay, and then you have two days you can work. And then you have one day per week. And what would you do? And it forces you to think about what is all the stuff I'm wasting my time on. And it's hard to do that in like a scenario like imagine this. But if I'm out let's say, you know, Buenos Aires, and I can go out and, you know, play on the beach, I can go, you know, explore the, the, you know, the museums. That's a really good reason for me to be super efficient. So, um, so my plan is I love getting up early. I I usually get up at like around five and Chelsea gets up a little bit later. So that's nice. I usually get a couple hours, just crank on stuff. And, and then I have a great team. We have about eight or 10 people that are pretty well sorted out with their roles. And we manage all that through a sauna, which has been a lifesaver oh, for me. Amazing. Oh man, it's been killer. And, and then, um, so they've known that it's coming and kind of, we've set it up that way, but I have no illusion that when I, you know, as we're cruising around, it's going to be a, you know, a little bit surprising at times. Like <laughs> a lot of, a lot of places say, Hey, we have Wi-Fi, And what that means is they have a dial up modem plugged into a wireless oh. router. <laughs> like you try and record one of these interviews in that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Scott, you brought up Tim Ferriss, not me. So uh, let's tell a little bit of a story. A month ago, I was in San Francisco and was with a couple buddies. And I, you know, was like, I would love to hang out with Scott. He's local. I don't always get to San Francisco. And then Andrew Warner came over, Jada from Simple Green Smoothies. And we had an amazing night. We went and we putt-putted. We played some indoor golf. We had some great food. I mean, we had a great night. It was fun. It was a blast. And then we said goodbye. We hugged it out. Next day comes and, uh, you know, I shot a little email to Tim Ferriss who ended up joining my little mastermind for four hours of like spitballing, of just hanging out in a room, just five of us, just my four mastermind members and then Tim Ferriss. Then we go to dinner, then we grab a drink. I take an Instagram photo and it winds its way on your feed. Um, How do you feel about that? Yeah, dude. What, what was that? I mean, you hang out all night, and then you you email me. What was it like on Sunday? You're like, oh, I just had a great mastermind, Tim Ferriss mastermind session. I'm like, oh, would you like map out for our work week? You're like, no, we were just hanging. I'm like, oh, where was my invite? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm just giving him a hard time, Fire Nation. And, uh, you know, that's what you do when you're buddies. And that's kind of what I want to talk about now. Like, Scott, I'm going to miss you. You know, I mean, it's not like we hang out all the time. It's not like we talk all the time. But, you know, whenever we do, we have a blast and we're really connected. So are you going to be journaling during this trip? I mean, how can I, a friend or a Fire Nation who just wants to see, like, what you have going on? I mean, are you going to keep us up to date? 
For sure. We're going to, I mean, so we have some fun ways of doing this. We actually just had a video crew um, film a ton of videos, like 19 videos, both for just Live Your Legend, but also for the trip and kind of our plans. And um, the first video that Chelsea's ever done in front of like this huge <laughs> map we have in our kitchen. And, um, and so, but it was really fun talking about why we're doing this and from our perspectives. And we're going to have on Live Your Legend, it's, um, you check out liveyourlegend.net slash world dash tour. It'll have, we're going to have a separate little WordPress there. We're, we're going to keep the more casual updates and the Instagram feeds and all that. And, you know, we're going to try and have it be a resource for like how to travel and how to do some cool stuff and, um, and, and build that out. So that's certainly one very easy way to do it. And then we'll both be talking about like on Live Your Legend, the very Live Your Legend related things. And then on her site, the Simple Kitchen, the dinner party and the food related stuff. So it's going to, you know, it'll be a fun little overlap, which by the way, and I know um, you and Kate, you know, also, obviously work a lot together. Yeah. And, you know, this is a very important thing for you guys too, is that being able to overlap our projects and our passions has been really, really cool. And I love that it hasn't been forced in that she's, I mean, she's loved to cook forever and she built this site. It's an unbelievable. She learned, she took one $20 food photography course <laughs> and has been getting featured on like all the biggest vegan food websites, all this stuff. And I'm just so proud of her. But what's cool is that it was, it, it was no, like it was just, it was natural that it, it's kind of overlapped is that, you know, cooking is about bringing people together. And so is Livy Legend. And so it's neat to be sharing that and not in some weird forced way. And so anyway, that's, that's part of how people can, can follow on. And, um, I, it won't be hard to see, see what's up. Cause we're going to do videos and kind of do some fun stuff. Well, I'll be dialing in and you no, know, just like you said, when we were hanging out, I remember one night at GLP having dinner and Chelsea started talking about cooking and she started talking about you know, recipes and photography. I, you could just see the light in her eyes. You know, she was just <laughs> on fire. I mean, this is what just gets her excited. And the fact that, you know, she can now be a meaningful part of what you're doing and vice versa. I mean, that's where huge power lies. So really happy for the two of you. I think you set a good standard and a, a really good example for a lot of couples and a lot of partners that want to work together in, you know, a manageable way. So, well, so do, so, so do you obviously. And, <laughs> Thank you. And I know, and I was talking, I had lunch with Jonathan or breakfast with Jonathan Fields in San Francisco recently. And, we were talking about camp where we were all together and that experience seeing everyone together was just amazing. And, and he did such a great job, but actually it was his wife, Stephanie, who managed to did the camp experience. Yeah. And he's like, my favorite moment was the morning before camp ended. And I just had Stephanie come up and she got a standing ovation from 250 people. Huge. And, and he's like, it is the best thing in the world being able to share all this stuff with her. Cause we actually really, really like being around each other. And <laughs> sadly, that's actually not always the case. Right. I mean, um, but I think we share that. It's, it's very, I think unique and I, I cherish it. I, I think I, I'm, I'm grateful more. I'm grateful more for it every day. Cause I, I just sadly it doesn't happen all the time. True that. Well, Scott, we're kind of chugging along towards the end of this interview. I mean, we're not in a rush at all to get off the, uh, the line here. We still have plenty of time to chat about whatever it is, but that's kind of what I want to throw out in the air right now. Let's just kind of have a little spitfire. I mean, you know, we've talked about a lot already about your trip, about TEDx, about community, about different things. I mean, what do you want to kind of end on right here? What is a topic that just right now you think would be fun to chat about? Yeah, I mean, God, there's a lot. There's one thing I wrote down just to to go back to a point you made about your hangout with Tim Ferriss. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, but but I think this is a good point. Like, you were in town and you wrote an email to him and said, "Come hang out." I'm sure you had no ex special expectations nope. or whatever, but you put the offer out there and it was time sensitive and you just whatever. I don't know. I'm sure you phrased it in a nice way, but my point is, is one like most people would assume he's too busy and right. wouldn't send a note, but also you had a 
a deadline and he already knew that you've kicked ass on what you've done. And a lot of people talk about the mentorship topic. How do you get in touch with these people, all this stuff? And I think uh, very simply put, like what I found with the mentorship thing is like the best way to connect with these people is one, like just do something memorable, like go and kick ass with something and then go email them and say, hey, I use this. And what you taught me, I did this. I got these results. Thank you. Maybe even say, don't even need to respond. And then send another note in a few months saying, hey, by the way, it grew another 10x. Thanks again for these tips or whatever. And I think, and then, and then of course, when you're in town and you make these time sensitive at this point, they have respect for you because the sad thing is, is most people don't step up and aren't willing to work their face off. Like I know you have, and I have, and despite us having these, you know, lifestyle businesses where we can travel the world, I've put in 20 hour days when it's called for it, you know, right. and I'm not proud of it, but that's just how it works sometimes. And I think, you know, Tim, Tim's work, I think has inspired both of us in a huge way. I think that was the first thing, the Roger Bannister moment for me that eventually led to live your legend. And I do think the four hour work week thing is a confusing thing. It, it, Tim does, defines it very specifically. It says work is something you want to do less of. So Tim doesn't work four hours a week. He works a lot, but it's on projects he loves. And that's the whole point. And so I, I think people can get their expectations screwed up thinking like, you know, they might work, you know, let's say four hours a week or four <laughs> hours a day. And, and maybe they do, but, but that's, that doesn't have to be the point. You know, you want to just enjoy the stuff you're doing and, and then it, you know, blurs together. So I think that's fun. Scott, you nailed that whole Tim Ferriss interaction. I mean, that's exactly what it came down to. You know, I busted my face for over two years creating something and and doing some really cool things. And so much so that when Tim Ferriss launched his podcast, you know, he ended up reaching out to me and saying, hey, I have a couple questions. I want to talk about sponsorships. And, you know, I just jumped on a call with him right then for 45 minutes. I just gave, gave, gave value. Yeah. And then I just said, okay, Tim, have a great day. He's like, well, hey, let me know if I can ever do anything for you. And it wasn't like I didn't take him up on that right there. He said, no, dude, it was my pleasure. Have a great day. And then yeah. a couple weeks later, I'm in San Fran and he does, like you said, no, it's time sensitive. I just said, hey, Tim, I'm in here. I'm spit, I'm spit firing in San Francisco with a couple of my mastermind partners. We'd love for you to come by, jump in. We'll help you out with your current business ideas. And he's like, dude, I'd love to. We spent four hours doing that, went out to dinner, yeah. drinks. And I mean, that's how it happened. It wasn't this big concocted plan that came, you know, out of left field. So I love that, Scott. And what I love as we kind of wrap up here is live your legend. And you have so many stories from people who have just done so many great things. And at Fire Nation, we love stories more than anything else. Can you tell a story, kind of like what I just told of Tim Ferriss, where somebody in your community has actually done something, taking your learnings, taking your readings and implemented it and done something awesome. Do you have one of those? Yeah, oh, it's we, we have a lot. And Actually, the focus of we you know recently redesigned and kind of relaunched the Livy Legend brand. It's been you know it's three years old and it just needed a, a big time revamp. <laughs> and it looks it, amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Chase Reeves. Oh yeah, Chase and Corbett kicked ass. And actually, Corbett designed the first Livy Legend, and not just designed, but was the back end of developing, also helped with the launch plan. And and that and it knows my story. And for me, it's not um, on just a little side thing about design. It's never about how it looks. It's about what's the whole underlying why and what right. are you doing? So anyway, that was, that was awesome. And a big part of it was live your legend has been around for a while. And we've now had people who have just kicked ass at stuff and we've been grateful to play, you know, at least a small part in it. And they've, you know, shared their stories. And so a lot of our readers have said, Hey Scott, like it's very cool to do the interviews with, you know, Chris Gillibo, Jonathan Fields, Tim <laughs> Ferriss, like that's inspiring. John Lee Dumas, you know, that's inspiring, <laughs> but a lot of times it's too hard for people to connect the gap there. Cause they're so far out there. 
And so they said, I want to talk to people who have just done it. And so now we're doing this feature of what I'm calling like live your legend transition stories that are like case studies of people who have started, you know, miserable and then gone and kicked ass. And now they're actually doing it. And, and then they share, you know, their challenges, all this. So one of them is Elisa Rasul and she is in New York and her story is amazing. We just published it on live your legend. We did an interview and this case study write up and all this stuff. And she was a cocktail waitress at a nightclub and, and also a temp worker at a hedge fund. And it was just okay. miserable. Like she was, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was crazy. She was just so unhappy. And, and you can even see, she has a picture she took of um, herself one time at work to show her friends how like miserable she was and, <laughs> and whatever. And then we put it side by side with a picture for today and she's just glowing. And, um, and so anyway, she, she was even ended up like having to go like to the hospital a couple of times and things for like stress induced physical conditions, which is now like studies have come out. This is a very real thing that like stress is the leading form of like, um, or leading cause of like cancer rates, like dying early and all these different things. Um, one book on this mind over medicine, which is by a good friend of mine, Lisa Rankin, she's an MD. It's gone totally global with its, um, you know, best-selling list, New York times, all the stuff, but it just talks about the link between what we do and what we think and how we, um, treat our body and, what that does, you know, to disease rates and all this stuff. And a fascinating aside, because we talked about community. Um, she told me, I was on a hike with her recently. And I said, so listen, like, what is the real cause of, what do you think is the most dangerous thing for your health with all the stuff you've learned? She's like, you know what, Scott, it depends on who you are. It's whatever causes the most stress in your body. She's like, if you hate your job, that's what's going to kill you early. If, if your relationship sucks, that's it. If you love to paint, but you never paint, that's it. And, and she had all these peer-reviewed medical data from John Hopkins, Stanford. It's unbelievable. And she told me, she's like, you know what, Scott, I was, I was launching Connect with Anyone. And I said, what about, you know, community? She's like, Scott, the studies behind community are, they're, they're terrifying. She's like, if you are a pack-a-day smoker and you're considering smoking or quitting smoking or joining a group, a supportive group of friends, not to quit smoking, just a group to hang out with that are friends it's a toss up. What's better for your health. Wow. Like it's no joke. Like it is the stuff that goes on in your body. Simon Sinek just wrote about it in his new book, leaders eat last about when this cortisol, the stress um, chemical gets fired in your body, it deteriorates your body. But when you fire the serotonin and the oxytocin, which are the positive things that come from community that you and I don't get from this call, but we get when we hang out and hug each other. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that, that is the stuff that that is, <laughs> is golden. So anyway, I, I'm sorry. I get on these, it's just amazing that the data that's out there about right. this stuff. And it is so deadly real. And now, of course, I even forgot what the point was. But. No, that was the point. <laughs> it was exactly it. You know, it was about just what people in your community have done. And you oh, gave that specific yeah, example. Sorry, let me, so let me quickly finish. She fast forwarded to, um, she started to just take baby steps. She, she was the first person to buy the first version of Live Off Your Passion, which was like, at that point, this hideous ebook, but I was so proud of it. The first product. <laughs> of course. And I looked at the record. She was the first person to purchase it. And now we've sold thousands and, and had you know, all kinds of great results. But she did that. She did some coaching with our coaches. and But she took she just took baby steps. She's like, I did it on the side. I built up a cushion. She's like, I knew I had to change. I started to volunteer. I got perspective. I realized I can help people even though I'm unhappy. She changed her diet. She started eating mainly vegetables. She ended up meeting her now fiance in the process. Now they have this company called Circuit of Change in New York City in Union Square that has been written up in New York Times, Time Magazine, like all these publications. And they're literally leading an in-person fitness revolution. Like look at their site, like the videos of hundreds <laughs> of people doing these like 
crazy. He's a martial artist. Um, oh, yeah. Her fiance, Brian. And he's like, you know, martial arts, kind of yoga and all this stuff. And just like it, it's so inspiring. And she's just alive. So that, that took, you know, four years. But man, she is on the top of her game. Like they just got invited to someplace in Turkey, I think, to um, do like private classes, like corporate flying around the world. I mean, dude, it's, it's great. So. <laughs> I love these stories. And as a side note, Scott, there still hasn't been a John Lee Dumas interview slash case study on Live Your Legend. But That's what I'm, hey, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I need the good content. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> so Scott, let's end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect slash follow your incredible journey coming up. Then we'll say goodbye. Cool. Indeed. So, okay. The best way to get in touch. I mean, liveyourlegend.net is where everything lives. We actually have put together a special page, liveyourlegend.net slash fire um, for you guys. And we have all kinds of resources. So our stuff is 95, 99% totally free. We have a ton of product quality workbooks and things to like find your passion, set goals, meet the right people, all this stuff. um, Because I, I want everyone who comes to Live Your Legend to be able to use our tools for free and make huge progress if they're motivated enough on their own. And then, of course, they need help. They can, you know, buy stuff. That's fine. But, <laughs> right. uh, but anyway, we just know that's how it works. That's the beauty of it. You know, we serve everyone for free and a few decide to, you know, support it in a bigger way. Um, so that's there. Um, just on our, our liveyourlegend.net slash fire. And then parting advice. I mean, I think we just need to get back to the community thing and keep it really simple. Like you're listening to this right now, which means you're, you know, probably on your phone, maybe you're driving somewhere, whatever, like think of one person who inspires you, who, you know, ideally who, you know, right now, or who knows someone, you know, that you can just spend a little bit more time with them in the next week, ideally. Um, and maybe that first means a little email or a, a phone call or like ideally like a workout or something like that's fun and different. And if you have people who bring you down, which I think all of us do until we realize we need to change, do that in baby steps. So the whole goal with any change is to make the steps so incredibly small, they're impossible not to take. But then eventually you find yourself running that marathon or that whatever, you know? And so um, super small, but start with one person who inspires you. And instead of hanging with the people who bring you down this week, maybe just trade that out, you know, replace a bad habit with a new one and just spend, you know, one more hour with the person who inspires you and less hour with the people who bring you down. And and we know who they are. We know the people who drain our energy. And, and I know like on this call, like I'm going to leave this call literally on fire, like so excited, <laughs> but, but remember that. Cause, and I tell people like, keep a journal when you feel this way, write down who it was with, what they were doing and why. And then maybe follow up and ask them like, how are you so damn excited? What is so, how'd you do this? And, and that is just, you do that over time and you you have this incredible repository of possibility and things you can do and ideas because, I mean, life's an experiment, right? We're always learning. We're always screwing things up. And I've screwed up a lot of stuff. But like Steve Jobs said, like looking back, the dots connect. And I'm grateful for that job I worked my face off out of college that I thought I nailed and I didn't get. And it led me literally to right here. So I'm, anyway, so for sure, it's it's fun. And Scott, I want to bring this full circle because Fire Nation knows that they are the average of the five people they spend the most time with. And Fire Nation, guess what? You've been hanging out with Scott and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Scott in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And by the way, 
listen to episode 89. You'll definitely hear a different JLD, <laughs> but you'll also hear a different Scott because a lot of things have changed in both of our lives oh, as well. <laughs> It'll be pretty interesting. I'll, I'm actually going to go listen to that pretty soon, Scott. I'm going to have to, but I, love it. <laughs> I just want to thank you, Scott, for sharing your journey, your future plans for your journey with Fire Nation today and for giving liveyourlegend.net slash fire. Just a plethora of resources for you, Fire Nation. So go liveyourlegend.net slash fire. And for that and so much more, Scott, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Oh man, it's been an honor. Hey, and you better be meeting us somewhere around the world, 2015. Buenos Aires. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.